I think even, you know, being in the industry before, it's like until you really try and make it yourself from the ground up, I'm not sure you really, really appreciate how much time and energy and effort goes into it and how important how important um, putting together like a great and supportive team is. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 29. I'm Leslie Shannon. And I'm Elise Sievert. Today we are speaking with the lovely actor-producer, Rachel B. Joyce. We talk about her web series, Royally, which is available online. How she enjoys being a lady boss. And producing. It's It's like hosting a party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're in the hot seat (laughs) on that front. If you're uncomfortable with it, mm, whoa, no good. I love that um, Don directed the series too because I love him. I know. I love that you know him. Yeah, and and interviewed him and Stacy. I know we did. Yeah, and he and he is just like. Lovely. The him and Stacy are the bomb. Both of them are yeah. the bomb. dot com. We're gonna take it, take it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really great. <laughs> How did you get connected with him? Did you? So I was on a another set, and he was actually the DP, and I really liked working with him. And I was like, it was really strange. It was over a year later that we were starting to work on Royally and drafting the scripts. And for some reason, he like popped into my head and I was like, oh, I think he directs too. And I don't know why. I just thought he seemed to really know what he was doing. And I sort of didn't (laughs) in a lot of ways. And I was like, oh, and he was so like not an asshole about it. Like he's so nice, you know? And I was like, I think he might be a good addition to the team. And we had a very casual, like, you know, no strings attached coffee date. And by the end of it, we were both like, so cool, cool, cool. We should, you should work on this. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, yes, please. That sounds awesome. Was the writer already on board by this? Yes. Yes. And how did you guys connect? So Ben, who wrote the series, um, we went to college together. We went to undergrad. And um, when I started to come up with the idea that I wanted to make something, that I like wanted to make a series, and that was pretty much all I knew at the, at the time, <laughs> um, I went to Ben right away. He's really funny, one of the funniest people I know, and he's an actor, but he was definitely getting more and more into writing, and I thought that he would be a good fit for the type of show I envisioned and kind of like the format, the length of it, sort of these like short-ish episodes. I really was still at that point trying to figure out what it wanted to be and like what it meant to make a series for the internet. (laughs) Beep, boop, beep. (laughs) And yeah, so I went to Ben and we, and you know, um, I mean, I guess I can tell you the, like, the full story of how. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we so have, tell we us, have a time. Tell, tell so. us about the magic. So I, I was in Los Angeles, and um, Ben, who actually lives in L.A. now, but he was in New York still at the time, and 
I called him, I think, and I said, I want to, I want to do a series. Let's make a web series. And he was like, okay. And he's like, I'm down for anything. And, um, which is great when, why I approached him because he's (laughs) going to be down for anything. And so I, where we actually started was I was like, this is the kind of character I want to play and like the kind of world that I think she lives in. And so I was like, you know, throwing around these like adjectives. Like I want her to be, you know, have like be kind of um, prickly and, you know, have like definitely an edge to her and I want her to be like sort of an antagonist, but we like love her and she gets into trouble and you know, she's not, she's not going out of her way to be nice to anybody, which was like what the I really want. The opposite wa- of you. Yeah. You're so nice and generous. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Um, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but that's like, I, yeah, I just like had this vision of who this girl could be and sort of actually right away, who her sort of I always imagined it as like a a buddy comedy kind of and so I sort of was like um so PJ Adzma who plays the role of Damien um to my Mel on the show right away before we even had the idea of like what the plot was or that it was about princess party people I was like it's this girl and she's like just trying to get by in New York and I want a PJ Adzuma type sidekick. And even if we can't get PJ Adzuma to do it, I want someone like him just because I thought he was like the perfect foil to the like, you know, really like rough around the edges girl that I wanted to play. And PJ, I know you guys have seen it. He is like so bright eyed and so upbeat and just like happy to be there. So anyway, Ben went away and came up with like a bunch of different ideas of like what the show could be. I don't remember what any of the other ones were because when he (laughs) pitched, he was like, yeah, so like what if you and PJ, because we both have sort of a musical theater background and he, you know, could imagine us as I think, you know, Disney prince and princess or whatever. And so thought that that would be like a fun idea about these people who have made that their day job, but you know, especially Mel is just like, she hates it. And it's really like a means to other. <laughs> well, it had a special place in my heart because I did ballet birthday parties. Wait, yeah, you yeah, told me that. Oh my gosh, we have not two, talked about it. I know, since 2010. Um, it was my own. I mean, it still is. I still have girls that go out and do them in the city. Um, it's my, oh my own gosh. little business. And so I You guys listening can't hear this. My mouth just like opened wide <laughs> and my eyes got really big. Like, tell me more. I just, I mean, it's, it's like, I could relate to so many of the stories and going into people's homes and trying to like wrangle, you know, sometimes 20 plus kids. It's, it's really intense and you want to do a good job and, and even the kids being enamored with you and like the awkwardness sometimes with the parents and like, they don't know how to talk. Like, you know, it's just like you're coming into their home. They don't know what you need and you're like trying to navigate this. Were you always one princess or did you really mix it up i like, was always a ballerina oh right oh right that's what I was always said. a ballerina right um, was a ba- ballerina so i like wore that's the pretty. tutu and brought costumes and did crafts and dancing <sighs> and you know it i mean it was a great way for me when i first moved to the city to make some money and yeah you know yeah 
I was teaching dance, but I was teaching dance outside of the city. So it was like, you know, easy to just pop up to the Upper West Side. And yeah, sometimes I would course. do like two or three parties on one Saturday. And so I could relate to your totally. character. I was a nanny <laughs> for a couple years out of college, also in New York, but never, I had to, never did like the full on princess, princess thing. Definitely had a few days where parents were like, oh, wait, like you're babysitting our kids and like we, uh, like our friend needed a babysitter too. And like all of a sudden you're watching like six children and you're like, wait a second, like maybe I am a party <laughs> princess right now. Like that's, that's not what I was being paid for. But most of the time I was just a normal nanny. So. Well, that's how I got the idea too because I was nannying yeah. and I was helping with a birthday party and it was chaos total chaos and this magician came in and none of the kids were paying attention and the kids were just like <laughs> running around like crazy and because of teaching dance I was like I know you can like you know how to talk to a group like of kids. package yeah. this better and the parents to be more happy but anyway yeah. so it was it was really fun to watch that I did not do any of the things Mel did while she was very good <laughs> that, I would recommend that that's probably good yeah um, it's probably very good any I parents also, are watching this that I did a party for yeah she's like she did not do any of those things um, and I have a lot of experience with kids too so I really understand that I've taught and I've done parties I've yeah. done birthday party stuff um, for companies so yeah so we we understand on a very real level yeah, yeah. the the like that what Mel was going through. It's so fun. And I, your sidekick, you guys were wonderful. Your relationship is so fun to watch. Yay. Um, yeah. We, you it, guys have really good chemistry. Thank you. That's so cool. I've been getting a lot. That's one of the number one things people who like the series have been saying, which is great to hear. Um, PJ and I have known each other for a long time. He was actually my brother-in-law so my husband's little brother's roommate in college and so I was like seeing him in plays when he was like 18 19 and I was like this kid is so good and I don't know several years later we got to work together so that's so great yeah how was transitioning from like just being an actor on projects to being an actor producer like what what like what was some of that because that's what we really yeah. like to encourage is empowering people especially actors to start making their own work and producing and writing and yeah so making my own work has definitely been a huge part of my life for a while but my background has been in theater um my husband and I um run a theater company and I've had it since we were in college and it's called Less Than Rent and um, we have, it's been around now for seven years and we've produced a bunch of workshops and like a dozen full productions and so that's something that I've known for a long time has given me a lot of joy, especially outside of school. It was such a way to stay active as an artist and not make like the entire career just about like waiting to be hired as an actor which is like I think the key to <laughs> sometimes even just like you're like god today I feel like an actress like <laughs> sometimes that's enough um so so when I wanted to make this there there are a lot of shared skills from like putting on a play downtown to producing your indie web series. But I knew that there was a lot that I didn't know too, which is really how, you know, um, working with Dawn happened and 
working with uh, early on in the process, I got a couple people on my team who I really trusted. And um, so like that was Dawn and um, a girl named Vicky and another girl named Stacy. And like they just were sort of like really there to, again, like they totally were supporting my desire, you know, desire to like make this thing. Um, but they were so helpful. Like they were, you know, they were just never like, oh yeah, wow, you really don't know what you're doing. <laughs> they they just like, you know, I would go to them when I needed help. And um, it was a really, really awesome thing. And I've I learned a lot. I learned a lot just by doing. What are what are is, what are yeah. some of those big things you learned? Yeah, about um, producing. I would say, you know, <laughs> I think even you know being in the industry before, it's like until you really try and make it yourself from the ground up, I'm not sure you really really appreciate how much time and energy and effort goes into it and how important how important um putting together like a great and supportive team is like down to you know everybody who's going to be dealing with the camera (laughs) and the people who are going to be providing lunch that day and it was just especially um you know when you're producing something where you have like uh, we were able to get so many talented actors on set that I was so psyched about, and you know you want to make it as wonderful an experience for them as possible, and for like every person who came and like worked on the crew, it was just so important to me that since they weren't making nearly as much money as they would on a television set, like that. You know, I was like happy to be able to pay people, but no one is getting paid what they're actually worth when you're making something at this level. And so I really just, um, I found that like the amount that you could make the set a really happy place, that was like so important to me. And, um, and, and that really, you know, every single person who's on set contributes to that energy. That's a great thing to share, I think, because sometimes, I mean, I think people don't think of that, you know, No, that's the first time in a podcast we've had actually somebody have that response to it. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. For, For me, it was definitely like, I just, and I have felt this way in producing a play too. It's like, you sort of feel, I don't know, or I, maybe this is just me, I, it feels like hosting a party, you know, and you like want everyone to be comfortable. And maybe it does change when, you know, you're like working at such a high level where everyone is like making a lot of money and it, you know, you like feel like then you have, but even then I think you just like, uh, like you want people to feel like it's worth their time to work on your project. You know what I mean? And, and you want it to, you know, I really wanted everyone who worked on it to feel ownership and like proud of the work they were putting in. But I also just understand, you know, that's like not when you invite people to like work on your passion project, I really did just like feel the need to to make sure that everyone was like having as good of a time as possible. Um, 
And I think that, you know, that that was like a success on, on set. So that was like really exciting for me. Um, I didn't really answer your question about like lessons I learned. I would, <laughs> that is just, a lesson. I think that counts. Yeah, well, yeah. and you're also getting like probably the best work from people if they're enjoying themselves. I think you so. You know, if people are I having so. fun, it yeah. makes a world of a difference. Yeah. Um, that was sort of just like something I think intuitively though was like important to me. Um, I would say that I learned a great lesson in, you know, so you think about putting on a play and making a film or a series or whatever for camera. The thing that's the most different to me was that, you know, post-production when you make a play, <laughs> you do it and then it's over. And this was like, we shot the series and I was like, we did it. And then I didn't really, um, you know, I time went on and I didn't really make a strict calendar for post because I was like, why do we need to be strict about it? Really? Like, you know, if it, <laughs> if it comes out in January versus October, that's okay. And then, you know, I mean, just like, then skip forward it came out in June so like you know (laughs) so it it happened and I am so so proud of the product but I feel like next time I could do it just as well and a bit quicker (laughs) so that's a good lesson yeah that's a really good lesson it's like when you're again uh, you know it sucks that it's always like sort of going back to the money thing but it's like you know you're, you're not being paid to put it on so it's like easy for it to keep slipping to the the bottom of your to-do list for that day while you're dealing with the things that are more you know right at hand and um so but yeah I mean how long how long was your pre-production from like starting to talk about the idea to shooting um so starting to come up with the idea I that call that I made to Ben was in February of 2016 we shot it in August. So between February and August, Ben wrote six episodes. And then I would say somewhere around April, maybe. Yeah, so February, March, April. Yeah, April, May. I think that I met with Don. And really, I mean, you know, I didn't, again, I didn't really know necessarily what that relationship would be and you know maybe he was just like a director for hire kind of thing right away I think he really gelled with the project and we got along really well so he really I mean we met weekly with Ben probably from like April to when we shot in August and the thing that I feel really well I'm really proud of it for a lot of reasons but I think we went into the shoot with the script in really good shape and um that's because Ben is awesome. And when Don and I were like, this episode still isn't working and we'd rather figure it out now than in the editing room. Um, he, we, you know, he just like kept, kept drafting and it was, yeah, it was really cool. But the three of us really worked well together. Do you think you'll be doing any more producing after doing this project? Yes, I definitely do. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I think it's a good fit for me. What uh, about it? Yeah. Do you think fit for you? Um. 
Well, I think that deep down I do enjoy being the boss. <laughs> and Don't we all? And I think it's a fun challenge for me to sort of negotiate what that means. I I think that what's really hard too, if I were to, you know, keep talking about what I learned from making season one of the series, um, you know, I think it's amazing to surround yourself with people who really know what they're doing and who are experts in their field. And then it's also, it's such a learning experience to sort of, be constantly negotiating like, okay, but when am I in charge? And like, when is it the appropriate time to bring up when, you know, there, because that's the great, you, you want, I think when a collaboration is working well, you have differing opinions, you know? And so then you like talk about them and then the thing you end up with is even better than what both of you were wanting, you know? So that is, that's a really interesting role to be in, sort of regardless of whether I think, you know, I was like acting in the piece or not. Because I really feel, you know, from the his- my history of like running a theater company, I've been the artistic director of the company while I've acted in the plays, you know, like a million times. And it's, um, I think I'm able to s- switch the hats off pretty easily on and off and be like, okay, well, you know, thinking about it as a producer, I'm, yeah, so that's, in that way, it was a good fit, but it's hard to be in charge of people and, like, to be in charge of a project and to, you know, I really care about being liked, which is, like, hard to admit, you know, because it's, because, like, I don't want to be that person, I think. And I think, like, as women, too, we're, like, you know. Easy, like, I want to say trap to fall into. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think, like, right now, especially, like, I really just, like, want to be this awesome, strong lady boss, you know. And it's it's funny, but, it, you know, I just so trying to negotiate. And I don't want to change who I am, though. And uh, I think a lot of my traits make you know like made the set over the like last summer a positive place to be um but it is yeah it's like a it's challenging to figure out how to be in charge also and maybe not worry all the time about being the most popular ever (laughs) so yeah I don't know so that I definitely um that's still something if anyone out there has the secret to that, uh, let me know. And yeah, we also um, would like to know. Or, yes. Okay, I'm saying we, but I'm no, it's really no. Me. I totally, I totally agree with yeah, that. Yeah, so I definitely want to keep keep you know taking a stab at it and there is seeing what that means. To be said though, and maybe it's not being liked, but there's something about trust, and and maybe it's not about being liked, but it's making sure people trust you mm-hmm. because that's another way in to get to find really good great work maybe it is a more of a masculine energy to kind of lay down the law and this is what it is yeah. but there's also something to be said about more of a feminine energy where you're listening and taking in all the ideas and then making a decision based off of that instead of just like 
trudging through. You know? Totally, yeah. Yeah. And it's a more about a collaborative experience yeah. as opposed to a dictatorship. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for but, sure. But, but for I sure. think there's a fine line yeah. to yes. where it's like, all right, this is what's best for the project. This is what's best for the story versus like how people feel about me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's but hard. if you do that and you have the right people on your team, then yes. automatically that aligns with itself. I think and, so. I mean, and I think that's why you're saying like it was, you had such a great team of people. Yeah. It makes a world of difference. I mean, I've been on a couple of different sets where it's been amazing. And then I've also been on some sets where it was the energy was not amazing and it and it has a lot to yeah. do with all of the people who you're surrounded by and it makes and a it, huge and difference. And I think that I think it's trust too. Like if yeah. people trust each other, if your actors trust each other, if your actors trust your director and your director trusts your actors and everyone's there to like show up and show up and do do their job. I'm banging the table, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. um, I'm like stop it. <laughs> I, I use my hands when I talk. <laughs> it's all right. Girl. Um, use them away. But I table. think that's what it comes down to because if people feel safe they can collaborate and like throw ideas out there that maybe aren't yes. the best ideas but but you have to kind of throw spaghetti on the wall sometimes to like find it it's like yes, digging for absolutely. treasure yeah you know? and what was really exciting to me too was just that again people like we had such a fun time on set and the crew and these people work all the time and they're on so many sets and blah, blah, blah. They just really loved the script, which was so fun for me. I was just so proud of Ben um, and like what we with with Dawn had made prior to even shooting it, um, that that was so exciting. And yeah, so now obviously we did make it and it's like how online. good does that feel and yeah it's awesome <laughs> it's and now I'm like who feeling. cares how long it took it was great <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's so cool it's so you know I have yet to really have like a role in a big movie that's seen by so many people and you know this is it was like crazy within a couple days I was looking at our YouTube account and I was like, wow, more people have watched the first episode of this series than like have probably seen me in any singular play in New York, you know, and which That's like, that doesn't like I love theater and I love I loved it, but it was really cool. I was like, holy shit. That's like awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, the permanence of yeah. film and TV and also the the reaching more yeah. people well you know, versus, I, you know I know you, you know you're from Nebraska and I'm from Wisconsin and it's like really cool that so many people who have been following my career from afar this is really the first time you know besides seeing me speak like one line on a tv show or something which is cool too but like this they were like wow we watched a whole like series of you know you with like it was really awesome. I know you have a couple of projects that you filmed can you talk about those yet like big bigger projects Younger, yeah, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, I just said it, but, but yeah, we I was can edit say that we out. can always edit that out. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I am gonna be on Younger, which is on TV Land. Um, I think in like three weeks. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so we'll yeah. Post about that. Yeah, too. please do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a very funny little scene with Sutton Foster, which was like, <laughs> who seems like the best person ever. Yeah. She seems really I was cool. so 
stupid excited to be able to work with her. I was like, oh my God, I used to drive in my car and sing Thoroughly Modern Millie. And I was like, ah. I was like, really don't think of myself as someone who gets starstruck. And I just knew, I was like, oh my gosh, Sutton Foster is like going to do it for me. And like, she has such a yeah. fun spirit about her. I, yeah. I have a couple, I've worked with a couple of people who are really good friends with her. Oh, that's cool. So I see her on Instagram with them and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jealous you guys are friends with yeah. her because she just seems totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Actually, speaking of like, that, that was such a happy set. Um, obviously I was like only there one day and I was just like, wow, these people are all, I mean, and you know, they're on their fourth season and the show is a success. And so like, I guess why wouldn't it be happy? But like, you know, it was, it was just such a fun day. And again, yeah, they're not all like that. (laughs) They aren't. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there going to be a season two of Of Royally? I think so. <laughs> I think so. That was a big pause, but I I hope so. I um Okay, so I think so back to rewind to like you know, back when I was like what is a web series? What should I even make? I you know, I think it was that desire what you were just talking about like for something sort of permanent and that, you know, it's when people are like, oh, I'm so bummed I missed you in that show. You know, this you can be like, it's still online. You can still watch it. You haven't missed it. Um, So when I was sort of, I think it was always sort of in my head that I wanted to make, even if it was miniature, a like full season and like a full complete story. And so that is, you know, when I'm talking about Don and Ben, like giving up their 4th of July, 2016 to like be in meetings all day. And like, while we were like still really working on this because we were going to start shooting a few weeks later. um, That's, I think what we were really doing is we wanted to tell this full story because that was a lot more interesting to me than making like a 20 minute pilot of of like something that then could potentially be a full season of something and putting it online cuz like obviously, you know, you only ha- you have limited resources. I was like looking at, you know, how much these things cost and how much, you know, goodwill I had from people and you know, I was like, okay, well I can't I can't do 12, you know, 30-minute episodes of this story. Um, But I'm really happy with the, you know, sort of miniature season one that we made. And I'm really content with it as a piece on its own, as, as a standalone, if that's all that royally ever is. I think we're all really happy with it. And we made the story, we, we wrapped it up, but we left it open-ended, you know. Spoiler alert, they're like, they still have their company at the end and they're still working together and they've solved the problem of the moment, but there's always room for more shenanigans. And yeah, I would love, I think my dream for well, my dream, someone comes along with millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> Hello, we're Hulu. <laughs> like, and we want to make your, your show. show. Yeah. 
But um, I think, you know, between what we have and that sort of dream version, there might exist some middle ground of more episodes that are longer in length. I think that there's so much untapped in this world of Mel and Damien. You know, we barely, like what you two were just talking about, we barely even got into like the craziness of the parties. You know, it really was like about developing their relationship and sort of, I think, their like origin story as a higher like 20 children actors. Yes, that was very on purpose. We were early on. I was like, Ben, let's make a show about. Well, no, that makes it sound like it was my idea when he had already come up with the idea. I was like, great. So we're going to have this show about a party princess. Can we never show a child? Which is true we never put a child on camera um which was sort of just like more of an inside joke by the end of it than anything we were like no children ever (laughs) we have like a photo of a child in episode six and we sort of made that like have a lot of importance because you hadn't seen a kid throughout the entire series um we were like this is great but yeah i would imagine a world where you know you get to like spend more time in the homes of these people, sort of, you know, um, what is Jane Krakowski-esque characters, like Kimmy Schmidt, things like that, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think they're, I I love the actress, Tina Banko, who played Hannah Harrismith, who was like our main, nemesis. you know, yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, I want to say Upper East Side, but I think where we shot it was actually technically like Park Slope. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever, you know she's in a fancy neighborhood. Um, and yeah, she, she was amazing, but I, I would love to, like, there's like, I think there's just so much room for like, you know, more of these colorful characters than Melanie well, and have stories if you guys need inspiration, <laughs> yeah. things yeah. that have happened. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you too about, so I was looking at your website today and, um, I see that you're officially like bi-coastal. Yeah, so So what was that process like? hmm, You know, it's really like an ongoing process. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, a a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to like, it was a callback for a movie and it was going to be, the callback was in LA and I was like, oh, I guess I can't go. And then I was like, or, you know, I I'm technically not busy that day. I could spring for a a plane ticket and stay with a friend and do it. And I just, I don't know why. It was like right before Christmas a few years ago. And I was sort of like already tapped out for the year. And I was sort of like, I'm going to go and spend four days in LA. So hardly like, oh my gosh, I spent a ton of time there. But I went out there and went to one of those you know so anyway did the callback did you know whatever didn't end up booking that movie um and while I was out there decided to go to um one of those like workshop places where you know you pay a little bit and get to meet some agents and I was like why not I I don't I'm not doing anything out in LA I don't really know anybody might as well you know try try and meet (laughs) sounds like a fun time um no but anyway I found myself there and it was just like sort of um 
I, I like an agent who I'm actually no longer with, but sort of, but really started my LA, I don't know, relationship with LA was interested in working with me, even though I lived in New York. And so I started working with him and he would have me tape for things when I was in New York, which, you know, is just, it's great. It's yeah. yeah, it makes you eligible for many more jobs. And, um, so, so that's, I, that's sort of like how I started and I would go out there for a few months of the year and I think that as time went on, I was like subconsciously, so um, my husband James Presson is a writer and um, I just, you know, as like we, as our careers progress, we have always talked, you know, we both love living in New York, but the likelihood that a job will bring one of us out to LA for some chunk of time is, you know, definitely on the table. And so I sort of like found myself wanting to spend time in LA so that when he got a job out there, I would be able to go out with him and not be like starting from zero. I kind of just like realized that that's sort of what I was doing. I was like, oh, and then, you know, lo and behold, he had a a job on a TV show last fall and so I was able to go out there and like already had like my acting class that I loved and like had a ton of friends and it just I don't know I think that whether it's LA or New York or whatever city you want to work in you're more likely to work if you're happy and you're more likely to be happy if you have your people and for me just like a general level of comfort I think that when I'm anxious and don't feel like I belong it's very hard for me to do good work and to like put myself out there in a way that is gonna get any work (laughs) and so yeah so that's just that's been my little you know I definitely am very very happy to be living full-time in New York but I do yeah like last year I was in LA for for like four and a half months of the year when all was said and done. And that felt pretty good to have like another city that I feel really comfortable being in. And as much as you love New York, it's always nice to leave it. So true. (laughs) Especially in January and February. And I'm like, get me out of here. Someone just said to me last week that it seems like eventually most people are bicoastal in this business. Like as you as you start making more connections, that whether you're a writer or an actor or DP, whatever, that yeah. a lot of people do end up working on both coasts, which is really exciting, I think. Yeah, I think it's really, I mean, I was going to say the dream, but it's definitely my dream as, <laughs> as time goes on. I'm like, oh, yeah, to be able to – you know, be living comfortably enough that we have the money to be able to go back and forth as much as we'd like. I think I would sacrifice having a like super nice resident, residence in, in either um, city to be able to split time between them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are totally okay with being apartment poor and that's just not my jam. Yeah, man, I I get that. Apartment poor. Well, you know what I mean. Like every every ounce of money you own, you're like, here, landlord, take everything. Yeah, 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 I feel that. I live in a very small Lower East Side apartment that I love very much, but I think that the amount of 
money that goes into it for like, <laughs> ah, do we buy anything else now? So <laughs> you're like, and I'm going to eat ramen. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Are <laughs> you producing anything else right now? Or are you kind of just getting the views for Royally? And Yeah, you know, I have some things like very early on that I'm like, I, I think that I want to make a short next. Very um, nice. Yeah. And so I have some projects that I'm like in very early stages with. But yeah. I, Are you going to stay in the world of comedy? Do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I think that for me, there will always be comedy and, and levity in, in what I make. I think that's just what I'm most mostly drawn to. Um, I think it's like my core is just like even when doing serious stuff, I'm like, ma, funny voice, and then, <laughs> and, then um, and then we're like, oh Using yeah, that was humor that was yeah right, that was a sad scene, and then and, and then we we laughed a little bit, and then we went back to crying. But um, so you know, I'm definitely interested, yes, in darker material than royally for sure. Um, but I, yeah, I, I really enjoy working in the, the comedy area, I guess. Yeah. Well, where can people find Royally online? Yeah. So right now, um, you can find it at our website, which is royallyseries.com. And that'll take you to a page where you can either watch the episodes right through the website or you can go to our YouTube channel um, and see all six episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and they're awesome. Yeah. Thank Very you. funny. Really funny. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys liked it. I got to watch it at one of their screenings and yeah, it was to have so the fun. whole room laughing was that had to feel like it was a great night. So yeah, it was, was really so fun. fun to share with friends. That's really fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so yes. much. Yes. And then tell and then tell everyone too where else they can find you otherwise. Yeah. Like to keep an eye out for you. Oh, you can likely find me in my neighborhood bars. Um, <laughs> my favorite place is the French Diner on Orchard Street. That's where I'm most likely to be seen. <laughs> Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm around. I'm doing um, like a lot of little uh, theater projects right now around the city. And rachelbjoyce.com will keep you all up to date on that. I think that's my favorite answer, <laughs> answer that we've ever had. Me to too. That question. <laughs> just being honest. Just, just being honest. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be real with you. I'm going to be here. Especially because it's summer right now. Oh, I'm, like, yeah. Such an. They have a great rosé there, and I'm not even a person who likes rosé, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you ever really know if there, someone's a rosé person? I feel like it always takes you off guard. Really? <laughs> mm, yeah, because I've known some people. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I guess sometimes they're... You're like, someone, you're, you're like, oh. Like a big guy. Yeah, He's like, like a, a rosé? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting choice <laughs> no I mean, judgment i love nope. rose so i guess i'm <laughs> there you go stereotypical rose person <laughs> no i'm saying like there's no way to know there's no way well, to it know. Is. wine preferences are always interesting to me like people that are like just red or just white or whatever yeah. you got yeah or yeah, boxed yeah or you know you know box all of the, like the, the can yeah the can oh one. i haven't tried that yet but i've heard really bad things about it the, like yeah. rosé in the can have you tried it no yeah but yeah i can imagine <laughs> <laughs>
All right, on that awesome. note, now that we, <laughs> we aren't drinking right now. No. Even though it sounds like we could be. <laughs> right. We aren't. Um, we aren't. Um, but if you want to, you should. Um, and we hope, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be with you again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Bye. Bye.